I want to um, do a quick whistle-stop tour um, through parts of um, the book of Ephesians uh, today, um, talking about um, God's blessings. Um, by its very nature, if I go through all six chapters, we don't want to be here all day, so it'll really be a quick whiz um, through just a few uh, major points. Every spiritual blessing that we have is ours in Christ because of everything that Christ has done for us. So I want to focus on five of those spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And the first comes in that passage that's just been read to us. And the first is the seal of the Spirit. Now, the seal here is speaking about, um, if you like, a mark or a brand that declares God's ownership, that we belong to him. We are God's possession. Um, if you think about it, when you go out in the countryside and you see sheep with these sort of either red or blue or whatever colour uh, numbers uh, sprayed onto their uh, wool uh, to identify as to what farm they belong to. And of course, uh, we, we, with cattle, you occasionally see uh, a proper brand that's been hot seared onto their flesh. Most unpleasant, but no, this doesn't seem to worry the cows or the beef cattle too much. But anyway, um, it's a mark of the ownership and it's the Holy Spirit that is this seal, says Paul, that was so promised to us. So if you are a Christian in Christ, then you have the Holy Spirit, he says, and if not, then not. And this seal is indelible. It can't be erased. Um, it's like uh, having, you know, branded uh, a cow. Um, it's not going to ever disappear. Uh, and this is something that um, even if we sin and we go things wrong, and we certainly do that, um, and later we'll come to the past about don't grieve the spirit. But um, it's so wonderful that we are uh, sealed forever um, in, in Christ by the Holy Spirit. And this is wonderful because we live in such uncertain times. We've just talked already about the death of our monarch and the new king with a new prime minister with complete uncertainty over what our energy prices are going to be um, of all sorts of other things uh, with the war in Ukraine and so on. The world seems to be such an insecure place and our weather seems to reflect that with extremes in all directions. But for the Christian, the most secure thing of all is God and the seal, which is the spirit, in our hearts and our lives. Nothing can take it away. Nothing can ever remove it. And so we belong to Christ forever. And that is the most wonderful security that we could ever have. And then Paul goes on um, in the same chapter, in chapter one, um, to talk about how he doesn't give up praying for them. And he asks something for them. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. The spirit, having sealed us, then enlightens our minds and our hearts so that we can grow 
in our knowledge of Christ, we can grow more like Christ, that God's word would be opened to us so that he reveals more and more of Christ to us as we grow in him. So he prays then that we would be enlightened to know the hope to which he has called us, the riches of his incomparable great power for who those who believe. So that's something which we are going to grow in, and that's a wonderful gift by the Spirit, a great blessing to us. And then jumping on to uh, chapter three, um, he talks about the strength and power of God in verse um, 14 onwards. He prays that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Now this, you know, don't think suddenly that this gift of power is to suddenly turn you into a superman or superwoman. Um, it's not. Um, you're not going to suddenly be able to do wonderful things like, um, you know, Batman or something. It, it's a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual blessing. It's so that, Paul says, Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that being rooted and established in love, you may have power with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So that's what the power is for, is to get you closer to God, to know him more, to experience him more, and to be filled with his uh, sort of knowledge and love and everything deep inside. It's, it's to affect our minds, our personalities, our everything. It's to deepen our righteousness. So it's to be strengthened in all of that so that we grow to be more and more like Jesus Christ. Now, having focused on those things, which are often seen very individualistic, our sealing and our enlightening and, and strengthening, Paul reminds us in chapter four that though we, uh, particularly these days, live in a very individualistic society, what the spirit seeks to do us is not just the individual type things, but also the unity things, to make us the body of Christ, to join us together in fellowship. And he emphasizes this in chapter four by talking about one this, one that, one the other. It's a great long list. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all, and so on. So this is something which is uh, uh, so important that we have a unity in God, not a uniformity, but a unity in his body. So the spirit then, the blessing of the spirit, helps us to walk in that, which means, of course, on the downside, no more bickering, no more jealousy, no more malice, no more those things that pull people apart. It's all about living for God and joining wonderfully through his spirit. And then jumping on again, I'm afraid we don't have time to look at even anything in chapter five, straight on towards the end of chapter six for another blessing, which talks about in this section on the armour of God in verse 17, um, about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in spiritual warfare. 
uh, we need all these bits of armor. But the sword here is this spiritual blessing of God to um, enable us to uh, see clearly what the word of God is saying to us. And he uses it then to expose our motives and shows what is spiritual and what is not. The sword, which is God's word, we use to thwart the devil, to resist temptation, to empower our witness to others. And all of that is so important. So we all have, if we belong to Christ, these blessings in Christ. But of course, we don't always manage to keep up to the mark. And in chapter four, Paul says, don't grieve the spirit and how important it is that we pay attention to words like that, because um, he's saying in verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then he makes it absolutely plain. He says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander with every form of malice. And instead, be kind and compassionate to one another. So we all slip up all too easily. And remember that the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And so he wants us to live this life without these sorts of sins. And therefore, we always need to come back to him in the grace of repentance and discover the forgiveness of God. But finally, he calls us in chapter five to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this, again, is uh, just so important. He says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You compare being filled with the Spirit to drunkenness. And drunkenness is a lack of control that leads to even more lack of control. Once you get drunk, you start doing and saying things that you might well regret uh, in the future. Um, I once uh, was um, coming back from uh, taking midnight communion on Christmas Eve, and I had to pass a pub as I walked home. And um, there were two men outside the pub, um, obviously had had rather a lot to drink, and they were attempting to fight each other. But neither, in all the time I walked past them, did either manage to land a punch because they were so drunk. And I walked on and I thought, what a dreadful day they're going to have tomorrow, Christmas Day, um, with hangovers um, that their families are going to pay the price. And I thought, yeah, one thing leads to another. What a terrible shame. But Paul says, don't get drunk, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, how do you get drunk? Well, you just keep on drinking. And that's how it happens. How do you then get filled with the Spirit? Well, you keep on drinking is what the scriptures tell us. My two sons um, used to work, well, one still does, out in Australia. Um, my first son is still there uh, and he works in gold. Um, but my other son, for a while, was out there um, in uh, uh, iron ore. And he worked up in a region called the Pilbara, which is in the summer, exceedingly hot. Um, and he was saying on one occasion he was working and it was 50 degrees. And because they're so worried up there about um, exposure to the sun, you have to be fully clothed 
every bit of skin has to be covered. So you can imagine what it's like. So I said, how do you survive? He just said simply, you drink. Um, sort of how much? Well, up to 12 litres of water a day he was drinking. Um, and he said, if you don't, you can get sacked because no firm wants anybody to suffer from heat stroke and so on. So it's all about drink, drink, drink. And how do we survive as Christians? We need to drink. We need to drink not literal water or anything else, but we drink the gift, what God gives to us in Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And um, in John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus says this, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if a man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the spirit. So if you want to go on in Christ, drink, drink of the Holy Spirit. Keep drinking. Don't stop. For the verse in chapter five of Ephesians, verse 18, really says, be being filled, not just be filled to so say you can be filled once and then that's it, folks. You can now retire. It needs be being. It means go on and on and on being filled with God's Holy Spirit. And then these blessings that we have spoken about from this letter by Paul to the Ephesians will be yours more and more and more. So that's my prayer, is that we would all uh, grow in all of those blessings and grow closer to Christ and know him more and more. Let's pray. Father, we thank you then for all those blessings that you speak to us about. Help us then to drink deeply at the well of the Spirit, that we might grow to be more and more like Jesus every day. Amen.